Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Brown for another look ahead to the weekend's best bets. How's it going, Greg? Hello, good, thank you. All good. Good. We've got another weekend of Scottish football to look forward to. Not so many games this weekend, only two in the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, so just approaching the, the split now. So there's only essentially one round left of games. And I think the two games on Saturday are two or four clubs who've got a game in hand still. Yeah, so, so only two games from the Premiership in Scotland this weekend. Yeah, and a full card in the Championship. But there's still plenty that we're quite like to look off, so we'll get to those pretty shortly. Uh, as always, we've had a wee look back on last week's podcast and we pretty much nailed it in Scotland last weekend, didn't we? Yeah, I think nailed it's probably a good way to describe it. Um, really pleasing weekend. Um, I guess the Supernap landing again for us was good. Uh, we kind of highlighted that Motherwell were massively overpriced at 5-2 to two to beat Livingston last weekend. And they duly obliged by winning 3-1. So that landed the super nap. Motherwell to win at 5-2. Also had Motherwell to score three at 10-1, yeah. which is great. So we're only one goal short, actually, of Motherwell scoring four, which I also backed at 33-1, which was just a goal short. But outside of that as well, I think the tips in the podcast last week, we had Hamilton to get four corners at Aberdeen. And they got a 97th minute corner. <laughs> Yeah, we love, we love a 97th minute corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That landed quite a lot of lines. Um, Stephen from the channel, I think that brought in probably, I think, two lines paying over £1,000 for him wow. on his accumulator. So nice. he was uh, very delighted for that. And we had cards at Ross County and Kilmarnock, uh, which again I thought was another strong shout given the sides involved and given it was a proverbial six-pointer. And yeah. you had the klaxon out last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no klaxons this weekend. Uh, um, that's your pre-warning. Uh, yeah, it, it was really good. David Weatherston obviously joined us last week on the podcast as well. Uh, like myself, he fancied Rangers to win to nil, which they did again. Uh, and also he pointed out Queen of the South were a big price at 2-1, to one, which they did. Uh, on top of that, we also threw in over two and a half goals and both teams to score at Hearts. I think that was about 2020 or something. Yeah, 2020. So, all in all, very good last week. Uh, hopefully we can keep this run going because I think that's been uh, the last couple of weeks where we've done pretty well with our shouts on the podcast. So, uh, a few less to choose from this weekend, but we'll give it a go. And first up, we're going to have a look at Hamilton's visit to Livingston. Now, Hamilton here are 11-2, a massive price against the Livingston side who haven't won in six now after that tremendous run and we spoke earlier in the week and I think it's just a case of regardless who Livingston are playing, you've kind of got to oppose them now until the end of the season, the way things are going. You do and I think the bookies are really helping us because <laughs> they're pricing up the opposition ridiculously long. I think I started opposing Livingston at Dungeon United what, six games ago? Five, six games ago? Um, they got horse, you know, in that match. I also opposed them in the final against St Johnson in the League Cup. Yeah, at a uh, decent final, price. At a decent price, yeah. And then again, last weekend was probably the biggest arse up that the bookies have done this season, I think, in terms mm. of pricing. There's just no way Motherwell should have been 5-2 to two at home. Yeah. And they got um, punished for that. And this weekend, again, it's no different. Hamilton are doing what Hamilton do. And they're absolutely battling away at the bottom of the league. Uh, actually in really good form, to be fair. Yeah. Just one defeat in six. Um, 
very, very competitive. They have now, what, draw, win, draw. They lost at Hibs 2-0, but as I said last week, they got a man sent off after 10 minutes. And they um, they got a really good draw at Aberdeen. We know mm. Aberdeen are shite. <laughs> and we know <laughs> Aberdeen can't score goals, but still, to go up to Aberdeen uh, and battle a 0-0 draw was another great result for, for Hamilton. The only downside for them is they're not probably getting the rewards for their hard work. They're still down there a point above Kilmarnock. But looking at this match, when I looked at this match last weekend or on Sunday, you were getting 13-2 to for Hamilton to win this game. Yeah. Which is just quite unbelievable, really. When you look at Livingston, they were 9-20 to to win this match. Madness. And I just can't get my head around it at all. It's purely based on Livingston's league position. And it's very, very lazy, odd-compiling in my view. Yeah, especially when Hamilton went there and won earlier in the season. I think that was before Livingston went on the great run that they're on. But Livingston, I think they've pretty much secured a top six finish now. Um, Hamilton yeah, fighting, fighting for their lives. Yeah, to win and St Johnson to win for them to lose, for them to come out. Yeah, but would... their season's very much in free fall and they're, they're not in a good place at the moment. Yeah, and as we highlighted uh, last week on the podcast, finishing top six could could be one of the worst things that happens to them, you know, because they're obviously going to be playing against better opposition between now and the end of the season as well. So a really tough finish to the season for Livingston. Um, don't get me wrong, they'll be delighted to finish top six. It's a tremendous achievement for the club and what David Martindale's achieved since he's went in there has been tremendous getting them to the cup final. But I guess there's going to, going to feel a, a tinge of disappointment with the way things have turned recently. Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out as well. Livingston haven't turned into a bad side overnight. No. They were always going to go on a poor run after that incredible 14-game unbeaten run. Um, so it wouldn't be a surprise if they went and got a result here. But the bookies have made it really, really easy for us in terms of the pricing of this game. Yeah. I reckon Livingston should be no shorter than 5-6 to six for this match. Yeah. Um, and I think Hamilton probably look about three to one, maybe four to one max. But mm. to be getting thirteen to two for Hamilton is just ridiculous. Yeah, um and that what that what that means in turn is Hamilton have been great for us on the corner front yeah. over the last few weeks. They delivered last week for us twice at St Johnston at home. Um they were the nap to get four and they were also seven to four to get five and they hit eight that game. And we backed them last week at Aberdeen to get four. Uh, a really good, what I felt, 6-4 to four was a great price. Yeah. So this weekend, looking back over their previous matches, they've now hit 5, 9, 8, 5 and 4 across their last five games. They've hit three or more now in 90% of their games and they are 6-5 to five to hit four corners on Saturday. Bearing in mind, they're very much in the midst of a relegation fight alongside Hamilton and North County, uh, against uh, Kilmarnock and North County, sorry. Mm-hmm. So to get four corners on Saturday at six to five looks really strong. Yeah, that looks a good shout. I think um, there's plenty of ways to tackle this game potentially if you want to get on side with Hamilton. But that looks that looks as good as any. So obviously I've shared my thoughts on this match on the channel on Monday, and I've shared two really big price bets for members. But this one here also looks really appealing at six to five. Okay, we'll go with that. So it's six to five for. Four or more corners for Hamilton. Yeah. The other game in the Scottish Premiership is Hibs' visit to Ross County. And this looks like another game where do you think, again, Hibs just look far too short here based on their form? So, so 
sent a tweet this morning just saying, please behave yourself. Hibs away from home, 8 to 11. Do the bookies think we're mental? They must do. I think any time Hibs are odds-on, you've really got to think <laughs> about it, especially away from home. There's absolutely be, no way I can back Hibs at 8-11 to 11 at Ross County on Saturday. To be fair, they've got a decent away record. I mean, it's only it, it's only bettered by Rangers and Celtic so far this season. It is. Their away from has been good, although they went to the famous person Johnson last week and lost 1-0. I don't think Hibs played that badly, to be fair. Um St. Johnson defended really well and were under a bit of pressure. I must admit, it was very hilarious listening to Paul Hanlon complain about St. Johnson pitch. <laughs> Has he seen the state of Easter Road? Because that was what he came out with after the match, saying that the St. Johnson pitch was a disgrace, which is very ironic when you look at the Hibs pitch. I've mentioned it now probably the last four or five weeks. It's a shambles. There's no pitch in Scotland at the moment on grass that's in good shape. All the pitches are really rutted and in a bad way. So mm. he's probably clutching at straws and probably just a little bit pissed off that Johnson had beaten Hibs again. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you pissed off about that? I would be. So he would be. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> Not you. You're delighted. Not me, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, and also, I mean, again, very similar to Hamilton, Ross County fighting for their lives. Uh, and they actually won at Easter Road in the reverse fix. I think it was one of John Hughes' first matches in charge. Yeah, they won 2-0, and I think looking since John Hughes has come in, there's no doubt about it, he's definitely seen an upturn in fortunes. They've won five of their 11 games since he's come in, and some really notable wins as well. They yeah. defeated Aberdeen at home 4-1. They beat Celtic 1-0 here, mind you. Probably not a big deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they got a cracking win last week. Massive, massive yeah, win last huge. week. Huge. And now put some four points clear of Kilmarnock, your bottom. With a game so, in hand on Kilmarnock as well. With a game in hand. So this is their game in hand this weekend. And if Ross County win this, they then go seven points clear, mm. which is massive, really. So I think the value definitely sits here with Ross County at 10 to 3. Uh, I think we probably, like you say, can't be too overcritical of Hibs. They do have a really impressive away record. But there's just no chance I could be back in Hibs at 8 to 11. And I would definitely oppose anybody back in Hibs at that price. Yeah. I think evens probably a little bit fairer given Ross County's form and at home. Yeah, it just does feel a wee bit too short for him. But double chance for Ross County looks appealing as well at even money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ross County get something from the match and over 2.5 goals as well appeals at even money as well. As does the five plus corners for, for Ross County at 75. It's a no bet for me this match but I think the, the value definitely sits here with the home side. Okay. We're going to dip into the Championship for uh, your next bet, and it's uh, at Dench Park, where Dundee host of both. Yeah, I've been really fortunate this season. I've picked the right times to back Dundee. Um, and I've <laughs> that can't have, can't have been often. And it's not been often, to be fair. I think I've backed them three or four times, and it's been some time now since I last backed them. But I think this match is the perfect opportunity for them to get a win on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, their home form this season has been pretty solid. Queen of the South are the only side have gone to Dens and won this season, which is quite impressive. Yep. Um, I think Queen of the South beat them 3-2. But what I look, like the look of is Dundee have scored two or more goals now in their last five home games. And they've also got Jason Cummings on board as well. So I think for this level... He's a great signing for Dundee and his signing has paid dividends so far. 
He's now scored in his last four games. And this looks like the perfect opportunity for Dundee to get a winning board against an Arbroath side who, you have to say, until last weekend, and I think we mentioned this on last week's podcast, were one of the form teams in the Championship. Yeah. Which is really incredible for a side like Arbroath, one of the smallest budgets in the league, part-time, for them to go eight games unbeaten, four draws and four wins was tremendous. Yeah, but definitely. But South, an informed side last weekend, um, turned them over 4-2. And I think with Dundee's home form and Dundee's scoring form, I think Dundee to score two looks a great prize at five to six. Yeah, both definitely been punching above their weight this season. Done tremendous uh, there this season under Dick Campbell. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't disagree. I think Dundee was one of the ones that had marked out their five to six to win the game. Um, but as you rightly say, they're five to six to score two goals or more. Yeah, and we did chat about this this morning about this game in terms of Dundee to win or Dundee to score two but I think looking at the, the stats looking at Dundee do score a lot of goals at home and if they want to win this match the likelihood is they're going to have to score two Yeah because they're conceding at an alarming rate as well it's now 14 out of their 17 uh, championship games have seen both teams score so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that are both are going to get on the score sheet so as you say it might take at least two goals for Dundee to win this one yeah, I think Dundee just looked too strong for this one. I think they just have a little bit too much quality, and especially given Jason Cummings' forms as well. Um, I think the five to six looks really strong. Yeah, another team who look a fairly decent price at home are Queen of the South, who you mentioned that they are the current forum team in the championship. It's now four wins in a row. It's just one defeat in ten for them, and they welcome bottom of the table, Aloha, um to Palmerston, and they're even money. I must admit, I really don't know who's compiling the odds for Scottish games at the moment, but please continue to do so. <laughs> um, there's no way Queen of the South should be almost odds against at home. Now, Aloha are bottom of the league. They do make things difficult, Aloha, but given the form Queen's, Queen of the South are in, how can you oppose Queen of the South at home on Saturday? What I would say is Queen of the South haven't turned into world beaters overnight. Their run will come to an end. And I think you made the point last week that everyone's slitting each other's throats yeah. in that league. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise if Aloha got a result here. But you can't oppose Queen of the South, given the form they're in. They're absolutely sensational form, scoring goals. And to get even money on Queen of the South on Saturday has to be snapped up. Yeah, and it looks like one of those classic ones that we touch on all the time. They're not going to be even money by the time this goes off. No, definitely not. And I think that's probably the benefit of us putting our tips up on the channel early doors, i.e. sometimes on Monday, and we try and get the podcast recorded midweek um, well in advance of the uh, Joe Public bookies rush on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I would just point out that, that even money is available both currently at Betway and at Marathon Bet elsewhere around about the 19 to 20, 19 to 10. Still a very mark. good price, isn't it? Still a good price, yeah, and still very, very backable. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one for the Coopings this weekend. Uh, another game of interest is Hearts v Air United. Um, Hearts kind of stumbling towards the title a wee bit, but they're now 14 points clear. And I think, they, I think by my maths, it might just need four more wins uh, to secure uh, a return to the Scottish Premiership. I've seen your math, so... Yes, <laughs> <laughs> don't... <laughs> 
don't trust me on that. Uh, but that's a game that you should win again, very, very short price, uh, 70 20 at bet 365 to win here at Tynecastle. Yeah, it's been a bit of a fortress, Tynecastle. Um, I was very critical of them last weekend's podcast, quite rightly, to be fair, because they've been terrible over the last what, month or so. Um, 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, 1 0. Um, simply isn't good enough but they got the job done last week Dundee gave them a decent enough game last weekend um, they won 2-1 so yeah I think this match probably a very comfortable uh, home win for Hearts and probably scored a few goals Yeah it'll be interesting to see David Hopkins has been appointed the Air United manager for Marl Livingston Gaffer um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets a reaction out of Hearts and has, uh, sorry out of the Air United squad in his first game um, against Hearts yeah, he's a, he's a weird one, David Hopkins. He's kind of been about now, different clubs, was at Morton. Um, it just probably hasn't happened for him, really. He's not really settled at a club yet. Mm-hmm. I think he is a good manager, uh, but he just needs to find the right club, I think. And for me, it's probably quite a good uh, capture for you to, to get him. Yeah, and also, looks- just uh, touching upon other managerial moves in the Championship, Morton have just uh, confirmed that Gus McPherson has been appointed as their manager until the end of the season. Yeah. So, again, he'll bring a wealth of experience to that Morton team. Um, I guess it's a bit surprising in a way, given that he hasn't managed now since Queen's Park in 2018. Right. So, it's quite a significant time to be out of the game. I know he was at St Mirren doing stuff behind the scenes, uh, but he'll be looking to get a lift from them. They got a great result at Inverness during the week. Um, yeah. So, not... A, it is a little bit surprising they've appointed him, but like I said before, he does have a wealth of experience and, again, probably another good signature for them. Yeah, so just sorry, just finishing up on that Hearts game, the one bit I do quite like the look of Hearts really short at 70-20 and I know they've not been scoring lots of goals, um, but they have been picking up points here and there and you know they're still unbeaten and I think they won quite comfortably on Saturday against Air United. Uh, Try to get some value out of the game. I quite like the look of Hearts and over two Hearts goals, uh, which is 65. Yeah, but apologies. Here's you wanting to tip about Hearts, and there's me straight into <laughs> person. Uh, I do think it's a good price for them to score three. Um, they have scored lots of goals at home, and again, quality-wise, it's all about whether or not Hearts turn up. Yeah. But there's no doubt about it. Their squad's head and shoulders above every side in that league, and really on paper, it's a squad that should be challenging top six So yeah. in the Premiership in Scotland. So, yeah, I think Hearts to score three is quite attractive at odds against. Yeah. Uh, just touching on that Dunfermline-Morton game that you kind of drifted into, Morton are 11-2 to win at Dunfermline, who are around the 1-2 mark now. Dunfermline, Dunfermline have only won three over the last 12, <laughs> but they're still third in the table. How can you make Dunfermline 1-2 on Saturday? I really just, it's just madness, really. I couldn't touch Dunfermline at one to two. In fact, I'd be struggling to touch them at evens, especially with a side that's got a new manager and got a really good result at Inverness during the week. So I guess for me here, Dunfermline should be opposed at all costs. Yeah, I'm just drawing a line through this one because it just feels like one of those games in the Scottish Championship that say every week no result <laughs> no result would surprise you so yeah it's, it's a no bet for me in that one and the only other game in the championship was on Friday night uh, Inverness host Wraith Rovers I think that must be live on BBC Scotland any thoughts on that one? Um, you have to oppose Inverness they are at home they're 21-20 to 20. 
They're second bottom of the league, albeit they're only, what, seven or eight points off second. <laughs> but they are really struggling this now, Inverness. Really struggling. I know John Robertson's still, I think, off incapacitated. Yes. Yeah, but Neil McCann stepped in. Who? Neil McCann. Oh, has he? Didn't know yeah, that. he's been in temporary charge. Right. So there hasn't been an upturn yet. That, that was a really disappointing result they had midweek. Quite fancied them to get a result at home against Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing a race over side who are sitting second top. And again, I, I don't think Wraith are in great form, although what was their score last week? Wraith scored last week. So they drew, they drew 0-0 with Air United ah, uh, right. in, in midweek, but they hadn't played for a couple yeah, of weeks. The game was off last week. Yeah. They went up to Iowa. So again, I, I couldn't touch this game. Really couldn't. Uh, but, I think Inverness got five bookings on Tuesday night at home to Morton. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get, get some more bookings here. Yeah. For me, I think Wraith Rovers probably edge it in terms of value. Inverness have won just one in 12. And at one point, you can have thought Inverness would make a, a reasonable fist of getting a promotion place. And it's not out of the question, as you say. They're only, despite being second bottom of the table, they're only eight points off being second in the table. <laughs> um, so a couple of wins in that, that league just takes you right up the table um, very, very quickly. But as I say, it's just one win in 12 for Inverness and you just couldn't make a case for Inverness to win this one. Uh, and Wraith Rovers, 23-10, I thought wasn't a, wasn't a bad price at all. No, I think you're right. I like you say, there's no case at all to be made for Inverness. They are the home side, but I think form-wise, and looking at Inverness, what, one win in 12 is absolutely dire. Uh, you'd be mad to take Inverness in this match. Um they may very well go and win the game, but yeah, I think the, the better option would probably look at siding with uh, Wraith Rovers. I will caveat that by saying that uh, Wraith Rovers, uh, sorry, Inverness are definitely Wraith Rovers bogey team. Stats that I've got in front of me go back to the last 10 games and Wraith Rovers haven't won a single one. They've lost eight and drawn two against Inverness, so uh, be warned. Be warned. Back into Inverness <laughs> and Friday night. <laughs> be warned. OK, uh, that's great. Can you just give us a wee recap of your best bets for the weekend then? Yeah, so in terms of this weekend's best bets shared in the channel for the Livingston-Hamilton match, but I've also got Hamilton to collect four or more corners against Livingston at 6-5, and that's with bet 365. And in the Championship, my bet in the day in the Championship is Dundee at home to Arbroath and Dundee to score two goals at 5-6, to six, and that's uh, widely available. Okay. Good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. Um, and you can also get more tips like these every day if you join Greg's Telegram channel. Where he posts his best tips daily, just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up. And that's us for another week on the Gambler Betting Podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yes, thank you. Good luck.